It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's crossover Thursday, and that means we're talking Commanders and Detroit Lions. Matt Derry of the Locked On Lions podcast is here to help us break down this weekend's contest. Let's go. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's a Thursday crossover, everybody, brought to you by Prize Picks Lions. Locked on Lions, Matt Derry. Locked on Commanders, David Harrison, the co-host of the Locked on Commanders podcast. Lions will host Washington come up this Sunday. And Locked on Lions, Locked on Commanders, Thursday crossover presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks, so much fun. It's easy to play. No competing with other players. Just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their price picks projection, you can win up 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love price picks, and we know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. David H., what's going on, my friend? Hey, Matt, how are you? Good, good, man. So here we are. Uh, the juggernaut, all of a sudden, red hot commanders led by Carson Wentz. Yeah. And the Lions, who, of course, were America's team before last mm-hmm. Sunday when uh, hard knocks uh, ended and the Lions' momentum ended, uh, meeting up here at Ford Field on, uh, on Sunday. I know you're excited. Absolutely. No, I, I'm very excited. The Carson Wentz era for the commanders got off to a uh, very entertaining start. But, I mean, the Detroit Lions are also very, I mean, outside of HBO, they're a very entertaining team as well. Physical, look like a bully on the field. I don't know how many games they're going to win, Matt, but they are going to beat some people up. Like, you might win the game, but the Detroit Lions are going to make sure you feel every rep you take against them, I think. (laughs) All right, biggest story. Let's start here. Biggest story for each team. Let's start with the Commanders. What do you think it is, David? Yeah, for me, it's a defensive line and more specifically the defensive line health and whether or not they're going to be able to put pressure on Jared Goff the way they did uh, on Trevor Lawrence. You know, we've, we've kind of warned Commanders fans a little bit to kind of temper a little bit of the excitement, not trying to be buzzkills by any means. I'm a hype guy. I love the hype. I love when people get excited, especially fans. I mean, that's what makes the the, the game uh, so fun. You know, I, uh, I kind of went back to last week. Honestly, didn't expect a huge crowd at FedEx Field for week one just because of everything kind of surrounding the team and some of the drama and some of the the the, the lack of expectation. But the FedEx field crowd showed up big time and they were, they were the best part uh, of the weekend for me because they were just making a lot of noise. But uh, unfortunately you lose rookie defense tackle for Mathis, the commander's second round draft pick out of Alabama uh, to a knee injury. He's, he's gone for the year, you know, and, and then Jonathan Allen, their captain, the kind of the most consistent defensive lineman they have ends up with a groin injury. Now he was limited in practice, uh, on Wednesday. And, and I can tell you just from standing 10 feet away from him, he lined up for a drill, uh, and commander's defensive line coach Jeff Scanina said, whoa, 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 you're not doing this. You go over there. And he's like, oh, what? like, coach, I want to do it. He's like, no, you go over there. So John Allen definitely wants to do more than they're allowing him to do abundance of caution 
and all those things. So I feel like John is probably going to end up playing on Sunday. I'm not too, too concerned about it. But the end, at the end of the day, John Allen is kind of the glue that makes that whole thing go. You know, Chase Young is obviously still out with his injury. Now you lose Fidaria Mathis, who's supposed to be a major part uh, of that rush defense. And with DeAndre Swift, potentially, I'll let you obviously get more into that as we go along. Uh, coming, you know, or coming into this matchup, not coming to DC, but that to me is is a huge concern because this defensive line didn't really get a lot of penetration and pressure last season at all. They got a good amount of it against Trevor Lawrence, only two sacks, but a lot of hurries, a lot of hits, really made Trevor Lawrence work, and it really ended up leading to some some bad throws. And when you watch Jared Goff against Philadelphia Eagles, it looks to me like that is kind of the recipe you need: get Jared Goff off of his place, make him nervous, and make him make some errant throws. Yeah, biggest storyline. Let me piggyback something that you said uh, is, for the Lions is this ground game. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre Swift, all of a sudden, yeah. PFF calls him the top running back in the league in week one. He goes for a buck 40. The team runs for 181 in the loss to the Eagles. They did a really good job of the running game. It probably should have been over 200 yards, uh, David, but the second, third, and fourth possessions the the, the uh, of the first half made no sense. It was a bunch mm-hmm. of golf throws. Yeah. Whereas when they started the game against Philly, they went right down the field with the ground game and with Swift. So the biggest storyline for me is going to be that Lions run game. If they did what they did, if they can do this Sunday, what they did last week, and you mentioned the Mathis injury, no Chase Young, Allen not 100%. Jacksonville looked like they got nice chunks against the commanders last week, then sort of went away from the ground game, which I think was a mistake on Doug Peterson's part. Um, I think that biggest storyline is all of a sudden DeAndre Swift is the hotness. Uh, didn't get a ton of love on, on hard knocks because they were focusing on on some of the younger guys and some of the, the fringy roster dudes and mm-hmm. Dan Campbell. But man, all of a sudden Swift is, people are talking Pro Bowl after one week, uh, career high at 141 on the ground, uh, really good in the pass game. So I, I'm looking at that storyline of, of running that football. And I, you tell me, David, but Swift, what, 15 carries? Uh, Sunday, he's got to be over 20 carries this week, don't you think? I mean, I would I would think so. You know, again, uh, that injury, you know, uh, if, if the injury is not a concern and he does yeah, that, no, not, not a concern. Yeah. yeah, I would absolutely expect him to get a heavy dose. And when you, and you mentioned the Jaguars running backs, James Robinson did OK. And I think he's more of a Jamal Williams type of type of running back. Right. But Travis Etienne, I mean, he, he did some yeah. damage against his commanders run defense and in the passing game uh, as well. Actually, there was a pass there. Uh, late, late in the game, that Travis Etienne, if he catches the ball, he's walking into the end zone for a score. And maybe Jacksonville actually ends up coming away uh, with a victory in that game. But uh, kind of a mental lapse by the young running back kind of ends up spiking it into the ground instead of catching it. And uh, that ended up being a very crucial moment in what ended up being a commander's uh, win. But yeah, when I'm watching the Detroit Lions game, obviously I'm watching it after the game actually happens. I had already seen the stat line. I'm like, oh man, DeAndre Swift really had a great game against Philadelphia Eagles. And then, like you, like I watched that first drive and I see DeAndre Swift rip off, you know, explosive play here yeah. and there. I'm like, okay, like this, like I see where that stat line came from. But then you just said it, like through as the first half develops, just more golf, more golf, more golf. And I'm kind of wondering, like, why, where's, where's the William Swift combo? Like that was working so well. Why aren't they continuing to ride that? And then they come back to it later. And that's really when you kind of see them come back. Uh, in that game and make it more of a contest, you know, towards the end there. And, and it, so it was a little confusing to me. And, and I think that, you know, coaches, uh, I think, yeah, I think Campbell is, is a coach that is also going to self scout as much as he scouts his own guys. And as much as he does, I, I feel like he's got the personality type that he is going to be willing to understand when the leadership kind of makes mistakes. And I think if you go back and watch that game, you can very easily say that it was a mistake not to let uh, Swift specifically, but both running backs. Cause I think that one, two punch, 
you know, you, you made that defense run around and chase DeAndre Swift, and then you hammer them when they're tired uh, with Williams up the middle there. I think that that's a very good way to attack, and that's why, you know, go back to my defensive line health concerns or conditioning concerns. You know, Fidari Mathis really was kind of their one big guy mm-hmm. on the defensive line, and now that he's gone, I mean, they bring in this undrafted kid from Michigan, and they bring in Benning Potoe from the, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad, and those things are great, but these are not number one or number two defensive tackles. Like, you're going to have to rely on smaller guys because uh, the backups behind, behind John Allen and Deron Payne are not your traditional run-stuffing defensive tackles. So the Detroit Lions absolutely, yeah, if, if, if Swift doesn't get at least 25 touches yeah. combined, I would be highly, highly surprised. No, I, I, and I think that's where the Lions are strong up front uh, for the Washington uh, listeners. Uh, certainly uh, that offensive line, Frank Rag now in the middle, Jonah Jackson, mm-hmm. both those guys are pro bowlers, so they want to run up the gut. Uh, right guard was was a bit of an issue last week with Logan Stenberg, but I think Panay Sewell next to Stenberg will help him and ha- did help him. He had kind of a shaky start with a couple of false start penalties, but then kind of uh, eased his way in. And then Taylor, Taylor Decker at left tackle. So a strength for this team is definitely the O-line. And, and a strength is not the defense, which we'll get to coming up next because I think Dan Campbell wants to keep them off the field. And uh, they were on the field way too much uh, this past uh, Sunday. So we're going to get to some key matchups with David and Matt Derry right here. We're going to do that coming up next. we got to tell you, though, about our friends at Turo, the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., Canada, or even the U.K. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. It is simple at uh, Turo.com. It's fantastic. You can do it all. It's affordable cars, uh, economy cars if you want, if you're on a budget. And uh, you got to book Turo right now. It's amazing. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Again, ditch boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Thursday crossover, Matt Gary locked on Lions. David Harrison locked on the Commanders. 1-0 Commanders coming to town on Sunday to face the Lions, who are 0-1. Classic up-down game, isn't it, David? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody thinks Washington's going to be 2-0. I don't think anybody thinks the Lions are going to be 0-2. So it should be interesting uh, Sunday, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, the when you look at the Commanders' schedule, I think a lot of people are covering them. They've got the Philadelphia Eagles in week three. They've got the Dallas Cowboys. After that, that Cowboys game is on the road. All of a sudden, looks a little bit more winnable if Dak Prescott isn't going to be 
uh, playing that game. But a lot of people kind of came into the saying that the commanders need to go 2-0 and heading into week three because you might come out of week three, week four, two and two. If you come into it two and oh, if you come into it one and one or worst case scenario, oh and two, it may be season over before you even get out of the first quarter uh, of the year. So they've already answered the, the first bell, but I do think this Detroit Lions uh roster is 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 better than the Jacksonville Jaguars roster. I think you've got more uh natural talent there. And the most dangerous guy outside of DeAndre Swift, I think DeAndre Swift is kind of the catalyst. If the Lions win, I think it means that Swift has a very big day, but I'm also looking at Equiminia St. Brown, and I, he's a guy that that terrifies me from a looking at this as how do the commanders win this game because he's obviously super talented. Jared Goff is obviously going to lean on him and look at him, but when I look at the matchup, Equiminia St. Brown against this Washington commanders you mean, secondary. You mean, Am- mean Amon-Ra? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep saying Equiminia. Yeah, my fault. Yeah, my you're fault. good. Hey, it's the other brothers. Yeah, Amon-Ra St. Names. Brown. My apologize <laughs> to the entire family. Amon Ross St. Brown. They both scored touchdowns at like the same time last week. That was crazy. Was it? Oh, was that like the same, like, like clockwise? Literally like, like, within three minutes. That's yep. insane. I didn't know that. That's that's yep. very interesting. So Amon Ross St. Brown. Yes, I apologize to You're all good. Lions fans out there. Um, that's this secondary, right? Like Kendall Fuller does a lot of really good things. William Jackson does a lot of really good things, but they're also very handsy. They're very physical, and you like that sometimes but they get a lot of flags. I mean, yeah, William, uh, William Jackson III had a flag on the very first play of the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Kendall Fuller had a stretch there where there was two passes in a row. I want to say it was in the third quarter where he got penalties uh, on both of them and really kind of helped the Jacksonville Jaguars keep things going. And again, this is an improved team, and, and Amon Ross St. Brown is going to get his targets. He's going to get his yards because he's naturally talented. Jared Goff is going to look for him. If you also give them some freebies, it's only going to work against you, and then you're going to be, you know, you're you're playing from behind, you're playing from you're from off script, and and all these other things, and then also going into the pass defense uh, scenario here, the linebackers versus our guy DeAndre Swift, right? Jamin Davis got burned multiple times by running backs running routes against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is a matchup that again, watching this Detroit Lions team play the Philadelphia Eagles. Every time I saw DeAndre Swift run out for a pass route, uh, I'm just looking at, I'm just thinking about Jamin Davis being the guy out there for the Washington Commanders, and that spells doom uh, for mm-hmm. this team. Ron Rivera talked about how Jamin, you know, did some good things, but he also made some mistakes they got to clean up. And there are some matchups he kind of acknowledged. He didn't say specifically which ones, but I think what he's talking about is Travis Etienne versus Jamin Davis. Those are matchups they can't let Jamin get into. But if you're the Detroit Lions, that's the exact matchup you're looking to get Jamin Davis into. And look, you sure. only got six timeouts, three per half. You get into the third quarter and they get DeAndre Swift on Jamin Davis. You can't just burn a timeout. Jamin Davis has to be able to find a way to step up uh, and, and play that role and play that spot because that's what linebackers in the NFL are supposed to do now is help cover those running backs. And then, yeah, so just potential for problems after problems is if they can't contain Amon Ross St. Brown without getting those flags and Jamin Davis can't hang with DeAndre Swift. Uh, it could be a long day for that that commander's defense. Great key matchups from you, David, and you're spot on. I think that the Lions will want to take advantage of that. Um, I'm looking for Detroit. You tell me. I really like this Washington receiving core. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a big three now. Here's Jahan Dotson, who many people thought the Lions were might might go after uh, late in the first round, and then of course they move up to get JMO Jamison Williams. But here's Dotson sneaks in, and some people say, wait a minute, a little bit undersized coming out of Penn State, and uh, this is interesting. Yet, he, along with Curtis Samuel um, the, and, and Terry McLaurin, against the Lions secondary. We know about Okuda improved, all right? 
Uh, Amani Oruaria had a rough day last week against AJ uh, Brown, but I think Amani's pretty good. But if they go three wides, and who will be the third guy? Will it be Mike Hughes? Will it be Will Harris on Dotson? I think that could be an issue. I really yeah. do. And I think that uh, those three uh, really kind of uh, complemented each other all well last week. And McLaurin, to me, is a stud. You tell me. But I'm a little concerned. I think the Lions had issues with AJ last week. Obviously, he and Jalen Hurts go way back, and there was a mm-hmm. good connection there. They shut down Devontae Smith, didn't have a single catch. But this three-headed monster, uh, if I'm the Lions secondary in their corners, I'm a little concerned. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a talented group, right? And then they play really fast, and that's what we saw all training camp, and that's what we expected to see in the regular season. That's exactly what we saw uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. My my concern, actually, about this offense is I wonder if, if Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator, maybe tipped too much of, of what they've been working on too quickly, like against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I remember sitting there, the very first four offensive plays, and granted, that first offensive drive ended up in the end zone, so, hey, you're, you're all good with it. But the very first pl- four plays – uh, of that game were all unique formations that we had seen in training camp. But those are the types of things that you're like, you know what, let me not report this within too much detail and give this away. And you kind of expect to see them in increments throughout the season. But they came out very first four plays, four creative formations that we had seen in training camp. I'm kind of like, okay, I guess we're just coming out week one and saying, here's who we are, go out and stop it. Uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars weren't able to do that. However, as physical as a game of football is just period in general, the Detroit Lions, like, like we talked about earlier in the episode, I think they play a more physical brand of football, especially in the secondary, especially uh, with you know guys like Okuda. And I am a little bit concerned. I kind of want to see how do these guys uh, react to press? How do they, you know, I know Warrior got burned on a couple of press opportunities, but he's a very long guy. These are smaller receivers. There's no A.J. Brown on this roster from a mm-hmm. physical standpoint. Like their biggest wide receiver is Cam Sims, and he's kind of their fourth guy. When you look at the stars, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, John Dotson, they're all smaller guys who work better with their release, getting off the line of scrimmage clean. And with that pass rush, if they can make, get some pressure on Carson Wentz and these receivers can't get off the line of scrimmage fast enough, it could cause some problems. You see some sacks, and when Carson Wentz gets sacked, just like a lot of NFL quarterbacks, he starts taking chances. He starts making throws maybe he shouldn't make, and that's when opportunistic defenses can take advantage. So I'm really curious to see how these receivers respond, react, and if they can get their releases clean against a more physical press uh, defense. Let's get some score predictions in here and get some final thoughts. We'll do that coming up next. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions. David Harrison, Locked On Commanders on the Prize Picks Thursday. Locked On NFL Crossover. Also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Thursday night football tonight. You want to put some money down, whether it's the Chiefs or whatever, you can do so at BetOnline.net. Find all the latest football developments, game matchups, news, podcasts. It's all there for you at bet online it's also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores like i said before the thursday night game fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events is bet online that includes major league baseball mma boxing and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online it is where the game starts this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call 
and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Matt and David with you. Locked on Thursday crossover, Lions and Commanders. All right, David, a little prediction time. I I, I really believe it. I think the Lions are going to win Sunday. And I I rarely do this uh, because it's been easy to pick against this football team for like decades, right? This is not one playoff win in over 60 years. The people of D.C. that are listening and the Commanders fans got to be like, wait a minute, didn't didn't we play the Lions in the playoffs? Yeah, 1991 uh, uh, NFC title game. But I truly, I I do believe this is about a 6-7 win team. <clears throat> better than the three wins a year ago. And I think they win Sunday. I don't see Carson Wentz and this commander team being off to a two and zero start. God bless them. And I think the lions are going to be better than Owen two. And if they're staring Owen two in the face, going into Minnesota next week, that's big trouble. So I think uh, a, a physical game, we talked mm-hmm. about Swift, I would say about 24, 20, something like that. And I think the lions are, are going to win this football game. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think this one can go either way, right? And the spread, uh, Lions are favored by one. They were favored, I think, by two as as recent as Tuesday mm-hmm. evening. Uh, now the yep. line has moved to one. I mean, at the end of the day, this is, you know, this may very well. If enough, if enough Commanders fans go out there and put money on the Commanders, this thing just may become an even odds game and, and just, you know, pick a winner and, and go from there. But it, it's hard to pick games like this, I think, early in the season because both these teams are really kind of establishing their identity and, and who they're going to be for the year moving forward. So the Detroit Lions... You know, you expect them to come out physical, angry, you know, kind of kind of playing that bully ball type of approach to commanders. Are you going to display the same resiliency that you did last weekend? Look, if the commanders don't kind of give the ball away, I mean, three turnovers against the Jacksonville Jaguars, one, a fumble that the Jags didn't turn into points, but the commanders were in scoring range when that fumble happened. Then, of course, the interceptions, one's a late uh, outbreaking route from from Carson Wentz. He hits that late. And he had been doing really well on that up to that point and during training camp, all those things. And then the other one, kind of a freak play, honestly, by Trevon Walker. Uh, Ron Rivera said that when he and his defensive coaches went back and watched the tape on that interception specifically, Trevon Walker is actually out of position for the defensive look they were giving. <laughs> and it just so happens that he stumbled into the right position for the play uh, that was given. So that's kind of, you know, better lucky than good sometimes, I guess. And, and Trevon Walker gets his first interception. So if you take all those things away, the, the fluke play where the defense is out of position, the late, outbreaking route that Carson Wentz obviously knows he shouldn't do and a rare fumble from Curtis Samuel, then you're talking potentially a 13, 14 point win for the Washington commanders. But again, those things happen. So you can't take them away, right? Which version of the commanders do we get? I can't tell you right now. This, this team is too new to really predict it. I'm going to go commanders just because look, that's the team I cover. I've got confidence in what they're building, <laughs> what they do. Cause I see I them it. on a daily basis. It's too easy to do that, but 27, 24. I mean, Again, it's a pick 'em. It's it, you know this this game I think is going to break on a couple of things. DeAndre Swift can he be contained? Amon Ross St. Brown can he be contained? And can the Washington Commanders defense keep the penalties down? If they can do those things, you know then then, then potentially they can come away with a win. Uh, but I really do. I think at this point, week two, it, it could go either way. I think if DeAndre Swift can get off and you get going again, and all of a sudden he looks like a real stud. And I think fans expected it, and Deuce Staley said it on Hard Knocks. He, he really Good. pushed DeAndre to be great, yeah. and at least in week one, he was, and I like that matchup. You talked about the injuries to that D-line. Um, we did not mention Aiden Hutchinson. Really, really poor game for his first game, and look, mm-hmm. going up against the RPOs and Jalen Hurts, I kind of had a feeling last week we're not going to see the best of Aiden Hutchinson, but Hutchinson may be getting to Wentz a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Carson was only sacked, what, once last week? That could be something yeah. to watch, don't you think? 
Yeah, Sam Cosme. I mean, look, he's a young right tackle, so you got to kind of give him a little bit of a grain of salt. But he's uh, he's he's had some rough moments, and and if they get Aiden Hutchinson on him, and I mean, look, they like him inside too. I mean, I, I like how they're moving around at least, and, and trying to figure out, hey, where are you going to eat? If they can find a soft spot for Aiden to, to to get impact, I mean, Carson can move a little bit, but he's he's not Jalen Hurts. We've gone twenty one minutes, and we got to wrap up, but uh, we did not mention the name Antonio Gibson. Every no. time I turned on your game last week. He's touching the football. What's what's yeah. the story there? Is that uh, yeah, Antonio is that by design was actually like, the safety valve? I mean, look, he's you know he was my like second biggest story in this game because he did he touched the ball over twenty times, had one hundred and thirty yards uh, of total offense, led the league in fumbles last year among running backs and fumbles lost. So when he put the ball on the ground, it typically ended up uh, with the defense. He did really well last week. But that's one week, man. You know, and you would love to say, okay, boom, it's behind you. Let's move forward. Let's be this new AG24 that can be really impactful, but you got to see it multiple weeks to really believe it. So can he do it against the Lions? That's David Harrison, Matt Derry, Locked on Lions, Locked on Commanders, Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. David, enjoy it. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.